everyone. My name is Riley. And my name is Joaquin. And in today's episode, we will be talking about the strategic creative processes that can be found in the careers of both employees at Pixar Animation Studios and those who take on the task of historical education. I'd like to start this episode off by saying that as you were presenting on the topic of Pixar, I was really amazed by the amount of overlap between the qualities found within the imaginative processes of the animation studio and the academic discipline of history. Both of our presentations started off in a really non-conformative way, so I knew we were on the shared path that would make for an interesting podcast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, I just wanted to start off the presentation by asking, um, what does a toy cowboy, old robot, and a cooking rat have in common? Because I would thought it would really just engage our audience and make them look at the relationship to these movies that we've all like, grown up with. That question that you started with sparked interest in the relation of the strategies used in historical research from my presentation, which I mentioned is called Reading Against the Grain. And in a scenario where a bunch of people are playing Duck, Duck, Goose, the historian of the group would always be super keen to finding those geese or the one notion that stands out. So this question of comparison exemplifies Pixar finding the goose just like historians. Um, like historians, Pixar uses these techniques to find the most interesting and compelling ways to bring life to the interpretive characters that you mentioned, just like a historian would, which I thought was super interesting. Yeah, definitely. And I think like one of the ways that Pixar animators do that is they're, they're really, really good at looking at the world from just a lot of different perspectives, which brings me to my first question. So um, in your presentation, you mentioned that all of the different hats that historian historians use when doing their work. So I want to ask what you've learned about history from those lenses and like, is there one that you consistently use with your work and stuff? Um, here at JMU, every history major has to take a class called 395, which is a historical research class. So this idea that historians wear a bunch of hats was a new concept that was presented to me actually this past semester. And I mentioned that historians are investigators, time travelers, distortionists, and storytellers, which fuels the concept that history is ever evolving and not linear like at all. Um, and the representations that are told to us are so individualized to the historian, which makes it so that they will never be equal to what the reality of the situation was which I think is really intriguing and is my drive to want to learn more. Personally, I use a lens or hat, like I mentioned, of the investigator most often because I love running through the maze that the question why leads me through. Asking questions is the only way to find unexpected answers and unexpected answers build the future of the discipline. There's a livelihood to each person's untold story that I actually really love and it creates meaning for each individual character that I come across. So even if my research is derived from a limited um, number of sources of speak, speech and dialogue, I can create, create my own story. Mm -hmm. um, and speaking of dialogue, I remember you saying that you had a love for the movie WALL-E. There was a moment in your presentation that highlighted the driving question of this movie, which was, how can you make a character likable and compelling if they can only say two words? I think historians are tasked to accomplish the same thing, just as Pixar studio animators are. 
um, when many of the lives they are having to personify may only have appeared once in a letter or court document. Mm -hmm. In your opinion, how many or how can both Pixar animators and storytellers keep true to the truthful liveliness of their storyline when a character is so limited in their dialogue? Mm. So I think one of the things that Wally does so well is that each of the little robots have very distinct personalities, even though they technically don't speak like any words. Like for example, Wally obviously speaks his name, Eva obviously speaks her name. And obviously because they're so advanced robots like that don't exist in the real world so i think it's important for storytellers anywhere to be able to take some of those artistic liberties when it comes to some characters but i think the most important part and more specifically for them to be educated meaning basing their character choices on like legitimate research of the world whether that world is just fictional or not educated assumptions that you were just mentioning I think drive both fields, which is super cool. And when I was listening to your presentation, like made me so excited. Um, Pigs are animators and historical educators are all storytellers and strive to go beyond the structured process to value the human experience, which is really central. And that's one of the most empathetic creative strategies I've seen thus far. Yeah, it's very, very interesting working on this podcast with you because I never made those connections until we really, really just drilled it down. And so I I definitely think that uh, being a Pixar animator is being a kind of a historian of a fictional world. And I love that. Well, Joaquin, I really enjoyed talking you today, talking to you today and hearing your thoughts on the similarities between the careers of Pixar employees and historians. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Creative Insights Podcast and make sure to check out other amazing episodes. Thank you. <laughs>